Welcome again to HarmonicaCast. It's the podcast by a harmonica player for harmonica players featuring conversations with great harp players. I'm Bob Kessler, your host, and thanks a lot, everybody, for all the nice responses for the last episode with my buddy Peter Hope Evans, who joined me from outside London, where he lives. Delight to talk to him. Finally, after about seven, eight, maybe nine years now of emailing and getting letters from him and cassettes in the mail. So thanks again, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Those solo recordings from Peter that he sends me have, have been inspiring to me lately, as have uh, got the new Henry Kaiser album, The Guitarist, and it's all solo guitar. So I'm working on a solo harmonica CD. I've already done one called Amplitude. Actually, you're hearing a track from it right now called Ananda. That one had some compositional elements to it, also improvisational, different strategies and things, and all of it done with Loop EHD. It's, it's completely harmonica and nothing else. Everything just layered. I used Loop EHD to do it. But for my next one, I'm thinking it's going to be all an all-improvised affair. I've been sitting out on the back porch with the plants in the morning and just recording stuff. I've been messing around with this new Flux FX app that Adrian Ballou, the guitarist, is getting behind, and it's, it's really uh, done some expansion of the sonic palette for me. So yeah, next next collection I'm thinking will be called Frequency as a sequel to Amplitude, and it'll be all improvised stuff. So watch for that in the future. Also, new Americana band I just joined up with, the Bennett Brothers, Tim McNulty here in Chicago, and yeah, watch for more activity there too. We just did some demos that I think are really great. Enough about me though. This week's guest is a great harp player that if you haven't heard of, you should have. John Kirkhoven from Montreal, which I have learned is indeed a great harmonica city, and we get into that. We get into some of his influences, how he's inspired. He was happened to be in Chicago, where I live and work, and we got to record this at WGN Radio's studios at Tribune Tower. And thanks again to WGN Radio for running this podcast on its WGN Plus webpage. So we'll get into it now with John Kirkhoven here on Harmonicast. This is a harmonica-centric trip for you. How's it been going so far? Uh, it's very, very cool. Um, this is the first harmonica activity of the trip. We only got here yesterday, but uh, well, what's on the, what's on the calendar? Uh, well, I you're bringing me out to to meet a whole bunch of harp uh, players tonight. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's the first thing, and uh, maybe hit Kingston Mines tomorrow night for a jam and. Uh, uh, meet Joe Felisco on Monday, so I'm very excited about well, you that. You haven't met Joe yet. No, just by email. You're going all. to the legendary basement <laughs> room at the Old Town School where Joe has his classes. That's okay. so cool. Bumped into somebody last night. Uh, we were just out walking in, in the neighborhood of our hotel and came upon this thing that looks like the Pantheon in Paris and yep. is, is a... Operated by the Elks, I gather? Yes, that's the Elks. Uh, I don't know if it's their national headquarters or, or, or what it is. But yeah, it's, a, it's obviously an important building to the Elks. Yeah, well, anyway, the doors were open. It was late at night, and so we just wondered if we could get a peek. And uh, we weren't allowed because they were closing up. But the guy who was there started chatting with us, and, and I, I mentioned I was here for 
in part for for harmonica and uh, he immediately said oh the old town school so there's obviously a bit of a reputation out there <laughs> yeah, especially with joe yeah i mean i see he's been at it for 20 years or so he has yeah and he's got a whole bunch of students and they meet every monday and they're all great and yeah you'll have the time of your life man i was actually floored when i was looking on the website to see that there are when i checked a few months ago uh, it was like 11 concurrent harmonica courses isn't that cool <laughs> like holy smokes <laughs> we got a few things happening in montreal but, yeah uh, wow we got uh we got a, we got a little ways to go <laughs> montreal is a good harmonica town i it's mean an you amazing have yourself harmonica town. And, and jason rosenblatt and who else give us an impression of the, well, the montreal harmonica scene the montreal harmonica scene has uh the, on the on the side of blues and blues rock we have our local legends and that regard there's guys like Jim Zeller and Carl Tremblay and um, Guy Belanger who won the National Harmonica Player Award last year what style does he play in it's it's blues blues rock yeah um, but there's this whole other uh, Quebecois dimension to the music scene there and we have people like Pascal Veillette and uh, Samuel Caron and Levi Bourbonnet, uh, and these guys, along with an, another another fellow um, uh, whose name is just escaping me at the very moment, but it'll come back. Uh, they make up the quartet, the harmonica quartet. They're taking the old harmonica quartet style, but doing their own compositions with it, and playing reels in it, and, and, and far out jazz style and influences from all over the place and so their quartet is called Darmo D apostrophe H A R M O and they are just flat out amazing guys and amazing musicians and so there's that whole thing thing going on there Pascal is playing with Letiro de Roche internationally um uh, Levi Bourbonnet is an amazing chromatic player he's he's uh, uh in charge of the Off Jazz Festival, which is sort of a complement to the Montreal Jazz Festival in an effort to try to promote local talent and more avant-garde stuff. Um, so this is just, uh, you know, off the top of off the top of my head. There, there are these these guys. There's Andre Dano who does beatboxing harmonica with uh, potorhythmy, which is just you know f doing rhythm with your feet. There's uh, uh, Benjamin Tremblay Carpentier who's uh, involved with a, a number of projects and is uh, uh, plays all kinds of harmonicas and all kinds of styles at a very high level and so we got a lot going on in Montreal. Why do you think that is in Montreal? Uh, <laughs> it just is. <laughs> it just is, and as you mentioned, Jason's there too. Uh, um, it, it's it's just it is one of the places, one of the primary places in Canada where cultures meet. And there's uh, just a lot of uh, it's a bit of a cauldron of, of of meeting of minds there, and the city has a European flavor, strong European flavor. And I think there's that European appreciation of music that probably has something to do with it. Uh, no doubt. I mean, the the, the Quebecois uh, uh, component is uh, is is huge, though, and uh, the so you you have these. 
uh, traditions of, of music. I, I'm not an expert on it, but uh, I, uh, with the, 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 just the traditional Quebecois music, which is not limited to uh, uh, song and fiddle, but harmonica is an integral part of that, the tremolo harmonica in particular. Uh, there's there's a couple of guys who call themselves Fion Catastrophe. I'm not exactly sure what that means, to be honest, even though... I, I just want you to say French names for the rest of the interview. That's all. <laughs> it, it impresses me to no end. I know for you it's an everyday thing, but... These guys is a duo who uh, are, are playing traditional stuff on, on, on tremolo harmonica. Two harps? Yeah. Oh, cool. And, and they're, they're, they're incredibly tight. And... Um, I mean, you, and then there's other groups that are that are uh, just incorporating it one way or another as well. Uh, let's say the Thierry de Roche. There's uh, uh, Grand de Barrard, who was, uh, and I'm mentioning some of these names too, there because we have. Um, well, you came out to Montreal last year for yep. our version of uh, your hoedown, mm-hmm. and uh, that was that was good fun. And and you met some of these guys. I did, yeah, yeah, and and so Benjamin and Andre, they uh, have taken over the helm of our local harmonica a cappella nights. Which was something started by yeah, the, that's a neat yeah. It's started by the Darmo that. guys yeah, um, in about two thousand nine, two thousand and ten. And this is when I was just getting going in something of a serious kind of way, and I was just flat out delighted that you know here's a monthly harmonica event. So what happens at the event? The way it's been done traditionally, if I can say traditionally. Uh, it's not that old, but it's been. It ran for a few years under that original uh, helm, and then draw, it, it fell off the radar for for a few years. And Andre and Benjamin have picked it up again. The idea is to have two sets of music. The first set has uh, an open mic. It's just basically an open mic, so anybody who plays harmonica can get up and play for five minutes, six minutes, seven minutes, do your thing. And then the second set is usually a featured act all these different flavors of harmonica coming out and and you can get some you know i paid played there with uh, uh my buddy pat loisel who's uh, uh, a multi-instrumentalist excellent harmonica player we did sort of blues with a bit of folk in one night jason did his thing with his uh, strimal band with uh, a lot of eastern european influences klezmer influences uh the Bon de Barat trio was there, which is a French-Canadian band with uh, one guy who's uh, a woman on fiddle and a guy doing, uh, among other things, uh, body percussion. It's just, cool. just, just yeah. and uh, great singing, and another guy doing that potorhythmic. I don't know what you call it. Calling it foot tapping doesn't sound doesn't <laughs> right. sound nice. It, 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 it doesn't do it justice. But potorhythmic is. Uh, it, that's big in the Quebecois tradition. I, yeah. I've seen that. But, but the, at the harmonica a cappella is what the event's called? Yeah. And it's mostly harmonica or only harmonica? Well, you can have these other... There has to be harmonica featured in okay. there somewhere, yeah. somehow. It's, 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 it's harmonica-centric, but without apology. <laughs> and the music that you do, your combo, blues real, you do yeah. blues, but the stuff that you do that is more trad... Is uh, it's Celtic related? Is it Quebecois per se? Not per se. Um, there, we do have a couple of uh, Quebecois songs that we include um, in in that duo. Uh, my my partner there is Patrick Hutchinson, a, a 
well, I don't want to pigeonhole him on anything because sure. he's got very broad tastes and he sort of came up in Montreal playing in, in ska and punk bands in the 80s. Um, but he has a strong Celtic uh, side to his, his music. I mean, he's, he's, he's from the British Isles, came over here as a teenager and uh, holds down the Celtic sessions with a couple of his buddies on a weekly basis and uh, knows the stuff pretty 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 deeply so he's taught me a whole bunch of stuff on on the side of celtic music and uh, we play some blues and then we play whatever turns our crank otherwise um, yeah it's a nice blend of stuff now can i actually this is our a blues reel cd well you were wearing you were wearing your blues reel cap when yes. i met you in the lobby here <laughs> so this is oh, hot off the press hot this is like the new 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 thing okay yeah we did our launch uh, a month ago Okay, is that Sailing Shoes by Little Feet? Yes. Oh, cool. Can, let's listen to a little bit of that, all right? Well, we play it coming off a Baroque Irish tune.
Doctor, I feel so bad. This is the worst day I ever had. Well, have you this feeling? A long, long time. Why don't you lay it right on the line? You gotta put on your sailing shoes. Put on your sailing shoes. Everyone will start to cheer when you put on your sailing shoes. You gotta put on your sailing shoes. Put on your sailing shoes. Everyone will hear parade. You put on your sailing That was a needle drop right there. You know, do you know what that term means? <laughs> so Turntable talk. Yeah, but it's like <laughs> when you first get something and you just, without listening to it, you just drop the needle. We used to do that. So we're at Tribune Tower, WGN Radio Studios are kind enough. I work here and they let us use the studio to do this. And when I work with this guy on the overnight show here, Steve King, I've mentioned him before, and his wife, Johnny Putman. So every once in a while, he would get a CD, you know, sent to us from somebody. Maybe he knew or maybe he didn't. We would just do a live you know, needle drop on the air, laser drop, and listen to it, and we'd come out and go, oh, yeah, I really, I, yeah, I got to do, oh, yeah. 
It's great, man. It's just really beautiful. And I mean, that tune, Sailing Shoes, I love the Robert Palmer version, which is on his first solo album, but it's, of course, a Little Feet song. So just what you guys did with that was just awesome. And, and then combining it with, um, for Ireland, I'd not tell her name. Who would have who thought? You well, guys thought it, but... <laughs> Patrick thought of it. Don't ask me how, but yeah, it's beautiful. So yeah, what's it, say, talk more about the duo? How long have you guys been together? Uh, I guess we started playing about five years ago, five or even maybe six years ago. Um, but it was just uh, you know there was there was nothing very planned or formal about it. It was just uh, I I was eager to get playing and uh i just twisted patrick's rubber arm on a number of occasions to come and join me on various uh various opportunities to start playing and uh lo and behold you know as, as these things happen you, you start to find a common repertoire you find common ground and uh, what what works for us is that we both like ex experimenting exploring all kinds of things so that that keeps the uh, that keeps the musical interest alive because we just keep coming up with with more ideas of things to try. Why don't we try this? Why don't we try that? Oh, I had yeah. this idea. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. And he'll, you know, start playing harp on something. He he's he's working on, and then you know, if a little bit down the line, it 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 starts to gel into something a little bit more uh, performable and playable. And so yeah, just. Uh, you know, it ain't broke. We're not. We're not worried about it. Just it to, works great, especially yeah. the chord stuff you did down low. That you told me during the song, it's a low F. Yeah, harp, and then the first position solo on the C is beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it's just got a nice sound palette for harp. There, you know, a lot of times people do something like that, especially an older blues kind of thing. They'll just yeah. play one harp, and it'll be kind of one position, and that's it. But you mix it up really well. It's uh -huh. just a really nice arrangement. So. Yeah, we got, we had yeah. a nice compliment after a show we did where somebody somebody said to us uh, something like, "You make a lot of nice sounds." <laughs> it, was, it was just the idea that, that that there there is a palette of of, of right. sounds there. It, this isn't a this isn't a a, a pop CD that's gonna you know come knock you off your chair on, on song one and then do it again song two. It's, it's very it's, a, it's quite low key, but. Uh, we got a lot. That's it was cover a lot of musical ground in yeah. there, and we both like it a lot. So, how long have you been playing harmonica? I started in my teens, but I didn't start taking it really seriously until I was about forty. So you're a, and I'm that could be 50. considered a late bloomer. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. So, and then so. you took it seriously, and had you not played at all from high school to no, no, no. Midlife, uh, I'd, I'd uh, played in like house parties and stuff like that, and. Took a few lessons along the way, but uh, hadn't really done a whole lot with it. But it was always music is something I always wanted to to, to pursue, and uh, it's one of those things. Uh, you know, I remember your your interview with Katrina Sturton, where she was saying something something very similar that that she had made she had to make a decision at some point, and it was like you know, well, am I going to do this or not? And and yeah. and she 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 took that decision and and. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, I don't want to. Well, now, now I'm not going to have that problem of of waking up in ten years and going, "Gee, why didn't I do that?" Right, like, you know, and it's a it's a dubious path to take. It's 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 not that obvious, but uh, um, man, no regrets, you know. It's uh, and and yeah. Anyway, uh, 
so uh, I, guess, I guess I could play a little bit, and I had a few t- few songs, but I didn't. Uh, I still had heaps to to learn. Still do, of course. But um, the thing that that got me back into the harp, it was just the it was like the late '90s, I guess, where the internet was becoming well what we know it <laughs> what we know it to be. Yeah. And uh, information was becoming more accessible, and and it was you know hearing about the overblows and knowing that you could get all those notes and I wanted to figure it out. Yeah. Well, it's you can spend your lifetime figuring it out. I mean, yeah. music is endless, as I've said before. Yeah, yeah. Which, but it was it was it was it, it was the, the overblows and stuff that got yeah. me back into it. And I got the tools to work on harps, and I got the the full set of keys, and uh, started just teaching myself how to how to maintain the harps and uh, and blues reel is not the only group you do what's no. the name of the trio the trio is now a quartet a quartet so we found, it, we found a drummer K- ksb we just KSB. use our initials and what's it called now ksb but it's now a quartet <laughs> exactly instead of ksb trio it's now just ksb because that was the thing that first um you know i knew i wanted to play beyond the uh, city limits of Chicago and I thought well why not Montreal and that's how yeah. I got in touch with you because yeah. I went to your website and I think it was might have been you solo but was KSB the group you did the Mose Allison piece with yeah okay because that's what first I thought well any harp player is going to yeah. do Mose Allison <laughs> I'm interested because I love Mose Allison and his kind of relaxed approach that was blues and jazz form yeah. blues and jazz in form I think kind of fits your musical sensibility in a way but could I impose on you to play a little bit of Moe's? Do you have a harp there? Just, just to show us what you got. Because I couldn't find a recording of it online anymore. That video that first got me turned on to you, I don't know where it is. It used to be on your website, but it's not no. there anymore. Even if you want to just do a lick or two. Well, there's there's uh, a couple of Moe's Allison tunes we do now. Um, the one that I that I do uh, is, is uh, Everybody's Crying Mercy. Just give us a little bit. Beautiful. Sort of kind of like that. Sort of kind of like that. Now, playing harp isn't the only thing you do. You also sing. So did that also come into development at the same time, concurrent with your harp playing, or did you add it to your harp playing to make yourself more versatile? Or I've always been singing, and I just just love to sing, so I just put them together. And you also write. You're a writer. I do, yeah. Working on short stories, according to your website? (laughs) perennially working on short stories yeah when can we read them um when i finally finish tempering them 
Do you find any parallels? Because I do photography, live radio, recorded radio. Do you find any parallels between harmonica playing and music and short story writing? Not particularly. No, they're, they're two different brain spaces, I think. Um, I don't know. How do you find it with, uh, I, with journalism? I do, and, actually. Yeah. I do a lot, especially with the, the, the creativity part of it. Is yeah. You're given sometimes materials that seem very limited and that you wonder, how am I going to make this come alive? Just you got a harmonica. It seems, in a way, it's limited. And, and you show up and you have to do a news story on something and you have to make it come alive. You have to make it interesting without falsifying. <laughs> and so there's that creativity of it. And then being live yeah. on the radio, I actually tell a lot of the talk show hosts, because I'm a, I'm a radio news anchor, so I'm not the main spotlight person. And I consider it very much like harmonica playing because if you're a harmonica player in a band and you're accompanying a singer or other instrumentalist, you have to know when not to play. And I like to think that I have a better knowledge of when and better technique and a better feel for when not to talk mm -hmm. on a talk show host's show. Yeah. And you just kind of you just kind of have to have those. There have been times where I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, I think I did it. I think I just made that comment was just kind of exactly right. Now, I'm not saying it's all the time, but it's that that's a good day, you know, when you get a couple of those. When but you're your, your, your journalism is live in that sense. Uh, yeah. Writing a short yeah. story is just you're there with the text and going over it and going over it, and it's very, very solitary craft that, that you you have the luxury of, of an endless revisions, which is also a... a, a problem in its own yeah. in its own way well i'm sure you've heard the expression that great art is not finished it's abandoned <laughs> you must have heard that and i'm sure that was your experience in making the cd riverfield yeah there was a point where you not you, that it's not great it's great you have to you have to just go and you prepare as well as you can you 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 go and do it uh and and that's it yeah we we spent two days in a in a log house out in the in the countryside and uh Colgan, John McColgan, our guy who did the did the recording, he he had his idea of how he was going to do it and set up his mics. And we, fellow who lives there, is a, a music head and and was more than happy to have us in his in his house for a couple of days to making making the sounds that we make. Well, I could not think of a better environment to do the kind of music in the way that you do music than a log house. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was really cool. So which track should we close out with? Fool for Your Love, which is uh, the first song that Patrick and I collaborated on. He provided the music, I provided the words, and uh, John McColgan was kind enough to provide us drums because John's also a drummer.
So the CD is riverfieldbluesreel.com and also johnkirkhoven.com. C-A dot C-A. Dot C-A. We just, so we bluesreel.com, yeah. johnkirkhoven.ca, and your last name is called K-E-R-K-H-O-V-E. That's correct. And we okay. just get a, got a Bandcamp page going for the, for the Riverfield CD. Nice. Anything else we should plug? Offhand, no. Your short stories once they get published. Once, they once get you published, abandon them. Once I abandon them, that, okay. that, that, that'll be the that'll be the next thing. Yeah, um, and maybe maybe down the road, KSB will will have something to offer too. Well, I hope they do. Yeah. Thanks for joining us on Harmonicast, John. Well, thank you very much. Like I said, he's a harmonica player. If you hadn't heard of him, you should have. And hopefully by listening, you've gotten to know John Kirkhoven a little bit better. My name's Bob Kessler, and you can check out all the episodes of HarmonicaCast at bobkesslerharmonica.com. Hit me up on Facebook. Send me an email. Now, I don't normally like to count my chickens before they hatch, but an episode coming up later this month. I just got confirmation that we might be meeting up with this particular player I've already had some pretty well-known harp players on the show. But this guy's, I don't want to say he's the most well-known. He might, he's in the top five. Certainly top five of my favorite harp players. So look forward to that. Like I said, I can't say who it is because I haven't recorded it yet and we've just been talking. So just a little teaser for you. Like I said, check out all the other episodes at bobkesslerharmonica.com. Keep the faith, happy harping, and thanks again for listening to HarmonaCast.